Good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good to see everybody this morning. Amen. In the house of God. Amen. 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 We'll get started. I'd like to wish Brother Daniel Blaine, Caden, Kimberly Burnett, and myself, happy birthday. <laughs> As I, as I mentioned to somebody earlier, I said August 27th is obviously the birth date of a lot of celebrities. <laughs> Amen. So I guess I'm part of that too. Huh? Thank God. Amen. Uh, let's keep in prayer for all those who aren't going to be here today. Uh, Pray for Sister Tracy and, and uh, Ezekiel. And uh, what's the other little guy's name again? Enoch. Enoch. How could I forget Enoch? They're not feeling too well today. So, beside all those that are afflicted with sickness in their bodies, so let's pray for them. Let's all stand and pray. Thank the Lord for this beautiful day. Jesus, we thank you, Lord. Mighty God, we come before you, Lord. God, we're seeking you, Father, your grace. We're seeking your mercies, oh, Father. We're seeking your loving kindnesses. God, your strength today, Lord, I pray. You look down upon us and that you would give us grace in your sight, Lord. That you would minister unto us, God, as we are here, Father. Calling upon your name, Lord, we ask you, Father, to pour out your spirit upon us. And Lord, that you administer to every heart, every soul that's in this place. God, that you would open up, Lord, the windows of heaven. Pour out your spirit upon us, O Lord. You know our needs, God. And I pray that you administer to each and every need that we have, Father. As you instructed us in your word, Lord, that to cast our cares upon you because you care for us. So I pray, Lord, minister to your people, Lord. Touch those that need healing for their bodies, Lord. Strength, O oh God. Amen, Lord. And for their spirit and for their minds, O oh Lord. God, we stand upon your word, Lord, that you have come to save the entire man, Lord. Our entire being, Lord. And I pray, God, that you would, amen, do so, Father. That we can obtain salvation, Lord. Put your hand upon the word today, Lord, in our Sunday school, in our service this afternoon, Lord. I pray, God, that you would send forth your word and heal your people. Minister unto us, O God. Open our ears that we may hear, our eyes that we may see, Lord, and our hearts that we can be converted unto you. And God, we give you all the praise and the glory and the honor. Bind us together that we can be one body, in one spirit, in one accord, in one place together. And Father, we carefully give you the praise and the glory and the honor, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, let it be done, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe seated, and you could all go to your respective classrooms. Hallelujah. Good to see everybody in here. Amen. 
good to be, as I said before, in the house of God. It's always good to be in the house of God. Appreciate the Lord and His faithfulness, His loving kindness. Where would we be without God? Where would we be? I'm glad I'm in this place. People used to always say certain things to us, ridicule, persecution, always try to be hurtful, and I always remember them say, you're a church boy, huh? Yes, I'm glad I'm a church boy. I'm glad I go to the house of God. Amen. No other place I'd rather be than it takes a man, a real man, and a real woman, a real boy and a real girl, to admit they love God. And they want to be faithful to Him. That's something. Committed. That's what the Lord needs from His people is commitment consistency, living for God every day. Yeah. Not just some days, but every day. Amen. Amen. Allowing yourself to Amen. walk in His presence. That's the reason why He gave us the Holy Ghost, so we can walk in His presence. Amen. In our lives. I appreciate His goodness. And Amen. God is certainly good. Certainly good. Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to the book of Ephesians. We'll get started. You know, Paul talks about the eyes of our understanding being enlightened, that we can know what is the hope of His calling and what the riches of His glory of His inheritance in the saints. You think about that having spiritual understanding it's something my prayer every day my prayer when I talk to the Lord is this open thou mine eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of thy law that's my desire I want to know God I want to understand I want to have spiritual understanding I read a lot of books I read a lot of books but the first and foremost book that I hold dearly is, is the scripture, the Bible. All these other books are just books I just, you know, I, I look at and I sometimes read a little bit, meditate a little bit, see what they have to offer. Some I'll glean something from it if I, if I have, you know, there's something of interest or something that catches my attention, I'll glean something from it, but I always compare all books that I read to the scripture. It's nothing like the scripture. Amen. I've been to school before too. Supposed to be a learned man. <laughs> but uh, I thank God for what I've learned through the scripture. That's it's amazing what God can reveal to you through the word. So you ought to have a love for the word of God. Amen. The Bible says that we need to have a love for the truth. I hope everybody in here has a love for the truth. There's nothing like it. Amen. And it's going to be something that's going to definitely enlighten your soul. Ephesians chapter 1, if I didn't give you a verse, chapter and a verse. And uh, uh, I just want to start with verse number 4. According 
as he had chosen us in him before the foundation of the world that we should be holy and without blame before him in love having predestinated us unto the adoption of children by Jesus Christ to himself according to the good pleasure of his will to the praise of the glory of his grace wherein he hath made us accepted in the beloved I'm glad I'm accepted in the beloved what about you he said in whom we have redemption through his blood for the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace I think about a song I used to play with my dad my dad played the piano and the guitar and organ we would go out to his place and as we put it as we musicians put it we would jam I have some pictures of mom and dad and myself sitting there I have my guitar and dad sitting on the organ my mom's got the song but he's singing one of my dad's favorite songs of course he had quite a few of them that were his favorite but one of his ones that he loved to sing was the song I will sing of my and his wondrous love to me I always remember that melody and there we were we'd be singing together singing of our Redeemer Amen Amen. the one who saved us the one who saved us the one who delivered us always something that's always you know in the back of my mind it's there it's just and it's, it's really beneficial when you can go back and you can go back to those times and you can think about, you know, what we sing. Obviously, what we sing is obviously of truth. It's a testimony. It's a testimony of what God has done in our lives and what he's doing even right now. And and you think about Paul when he stated that in, in the scripture in, in, the, in the First Corinthians when he talked about he delivered us past tense and he delivers us now and then he will deliver us in the future so our salvation is based upon that hope and that fact that God delivered us before from our sins he delivers us even right now and he'll even deliver us in the future so if that's the case then he's our deeper he was our Redeemer in the past he's our Redeemer right now and he's our Redeemer in the future we can apply that and it still fits praise God so you think about it Redeemer he has amen in whom we have redemption through his blood redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace man I'm so thankful I'm so thankful. The word redemption, of course, in the Greek, I hopefully I'll pronounce it right. Apolytrosin. Apolytrosin. 
A-P-O-L-Y-T-R-O-S-I-N, a polytrosin, means to ransom in full. Liberation procured by the payment of ransom. Amen. So in other words, when he, and I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when he did what he did for us, the redemption of our souls, he did just that. He paid the ransom in full to liberate us. Liberation proclaimed or procured by the payment of ransom. Does anybody know what ransom means or what a ransom is? Amen. A ransom is a sum of money or other payment demanded or paid for the release of a prisoner. Hallelujah. (laughs) So, you think about it. Think about it. Uh, Turn with me to Psalms 103. Let's just go back there and I want to read the scripture verse to you, but uh, I want you to see something here. Psalms 103, and we'll start with verse number 1. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and bless all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits, who forgiveth all thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases. Look at all those benefits. Wow. So the only thing I can say to that is wow. Because that's what we have in the Lord Jesus Christ. We've got that. Amen. Where we can, hallelujah, receive. We can be recipients of all the benefits that God has, amen, given to us. Amen. Through what he's done for us. Praise God. So, and then the fourth verse says, the fourth verse says, who redeemeth our thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tender mercies, who redeemeth thy life from destruction. That's beautiful, isn't it? Redeems our life from destruction. This is what I said a few moments ago. When I talked about, amen, he delivered us in the past. He delivers us now in the present. He will deliver us in the future while he redeems. Praise God. He, he redeems our life from destruction. Here's, here's the thing now. Because it's, it's pretty amazing. It's just kind of like, there's kind of like a connection. It's just like with this meaning, redeemeth and redeemer. There's a connection. It just seems to go on and go on and go on. If you're going to be redeemed... If somebody is going to redeem your soul, you need a redeemer. There's somebody that's going to fulfill the part of a redeemer in your life. Praise God. So when you think about what a redeemer does and who that redeemer is, obviously the Lord God is our redeemer. Thank God for that. He redeems, he redeems 
Amen. Our lives from destruction. And he crowns us with loving kindness and tender mercies. But when he redeems in that work of redemption. Now think about this. In the work of redemption. While redemption is working. The process of redemption. Think about that. Think about that. How many of you want to be redeemed? Amen. How many of you want to experience redemption? Amen. It's ongoing. Amen. He's offering that to you and I. That's why he said, that's why he said about the benefits. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Guess what? That's speaking to us. The promise that we have as a child of God, as somebody that has been redeemed, all the benefits that you and I, amen, can receive and will receive as long as we can allow ourselves to, amen, acknowledge the work of redemption, his redemption in our lives. And we're walking with that faith and that frame of mind that he, he will do this. And thank God for all his benefits. And the Bible says he daily loads us with all those benefits. Amen. So in the process of redemption, to be redeemed, to be redeemed, think about this. Because this applies to us even now as we're sitting here. Praise God. This applies to us. Redeemeth. Amen. The, the, the Hebrew word is. Now if I pronounce it right. Goal. Goal. It's not spelled like that. It's G-A, and it's pronounced goal, then A-L. Goal. Goal. And goal means to redeem or redeem it. Goal means, listen to this, to redeem according to the, and this is to redeem according to the oriental law of kinship. The oriental law of kinship. To, to redeem according to the oriental law of kinship. Anybody ever hear this term? Kinsman redeemer. Yes. Praise God. Kinsman redeemer. So when we talk about a kinsman redeemer. Now hold on to this. Now hold on and pay attention. Because some of you might not think this is applicable to you. Because you don't believe in the God of the Bible. <laughs> well, that's that's fine. You can think that way. But still, God is going to reach out to you regardless. Amen. The reason why I say that is because when he talks about Goal, to redeem according to the oriental law of kinship, the kinsman redeemer. Did everybody hear that? Yeah. Kinsman redeemer. Of course, you read the story about Ruth. Praise God. Interesting. Thank God for the law of kins, the kinsman redeemer. Amen. Somebody that will come in and somebody that will take that place of restoring, restoring and restitution and, and all that that takes place as a kinsman redeemer, the debts. That are paid because you have a kinsman redeemer. Pay attention to what I'm saying because, amen, all of us, amen, at one time or maybe even now are in a situation right now where we need a kinsman redeemer. 
We need somebody to come in to fulfill that position as a kinsman redeemer. So this is what he does. A kinsman redeemer does this. This is the, the, the amen, the, the effects or the process of a kinsman redeemer. The responsibility and the obligation of a kinsman redeemer is to avenge. It's to deliver. To purchase. To ransom. Of course, to pay your debt. To redeem. So think about that. That is the responsibility or that's the obligation of the kinsman redeemer in the role of being a kinsman redeemer to do all this, to avenge, to deliver, to purchase, to ransom, to pay your debt, to redeem your soul. Think about that. That's what, that's what the Redeemer is to us, our kinsman Redeemer. Now, just kind of let that sink in a little bit. Let it sink in. Because that's the work of a Redeemer. Why do I say that? You and I, past tense, if you're not walking with the Lord, but as and all, if you're a saint of God, that's good. But past tense, guess what? We were bound in sin. Hmm? Yeah. Sin basically dictated what we did in our lives and the way we lived. We weren't our own master. Sin was our master. So because of sin, we lived in sin. We were bound in sin. Praise God. We could not escape sin unless there was a redeemer. But I want you to understand this. So because we lived in sin, guess what the wages of sin is? Yeah. The payment of living a life in sin is death. And that's what the scripture says. The scripture says, for the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So the wages of of sin is death. The payment for sin is death. Praise God. You know, I don't, I like, I don't like being reminded on a, I turned a certain age today. But that's just an example of slow death. <laughs> Every year we get older. You just let me use that word. We could say mature, but that's not that won't even apply. Because some of us can grow older and never mature. Amen. Praise God. So anyway, as we get older, we we you know go on in age. Did you realize this? We're getting further away from our youth. Praise God. So as a result, guess what? We just life just seems to be, you know, in a sense, very slowly pying away. Mm-hmm. 
Sierra wished me happy birthday today. As I was coming in, I said, yep, happy 46th birthday. <laughs> in my mind, I said, I wish I was 46 again. But I had 20 years to that. I said, but thank God I'm here. But here's the thing, here's the reality. Every time we celebrate a birthday, that means we are getting older, we're aging. The process of aging, you know what that is? Really the process of aging is slow death. You get older. So if death doesn't visit you in the near future and you live to be your, the next year, guess what? You're getting closer to death. You're dying. You know why? Because the scripture is true. The wages of sin is death. And that's what the Lord, when, when the Lord told Adam and Eve, he said, the day that you eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. You're going to surely die. Did they die physically? No, they died spiritually. They were separated from God by sin. So here's the thing. If you're a sinner, you're separated from God. You don't have any kind of relationship with God. You don't talk to God. You don't walk to, with God. Your mind is not on God. You don't have a relationship with God. So you're dead. You're dead to God. But you're alive physically. You're existing. Amen. Amen. Carnally, physically. But guess what? You don't have spiritual life. So you're pining away in your carnality. That's why we grow older every year. Slow death. Why? Because the wages of sin is death. So that's a reality of God's word. We, we understand that because of sin that we lived in and because of Adam and Eve, our first parents, the parents of humanity, amen, that sin was passed upon all men. And all men have sin. So you and I, guess what? We have to pay a price. One day, there's, we're going to face death. Ooh, man. It's a lot that's heavy for a lot of people to even think about it. And here's, here's the mind of, of every human being. Well, I'm going to live forever. I want to go on and live forever. Huh? Let's face reality. We're not going to live forever. Not if you don't know Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. So the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. So what was the payment? What was the payment that had to be paid? Remember, he's our kinsman redeemer so the payment that had to be paid the full price of that payment that had to be paid the ransom that had to be paid was death so Jesus came and even though he did not know sin 
Like the Bible says, he was tempted in all points like as we are, yet he was without sin. He did not know sin. Sin did not defile him. He kept himself separated from sin. Now let me tell you something. A lot of people think that just because he was deity, he was God in the flesh, that that was an advantage he had. No, guess what? He was flesh. And he had a carnal will. He had his own human will and his own nature. But because he chose in his human will and his human nature to say no to sin, sin didn't have power over him. He was free from the power of sin. But guess what? He came to pay a price for you and I. You know what put him up there on that cross? It wasn't his sin. It was my sin and your sin and the sin of the whole world. That's why he was, amen, impaled upon that cross. Because he came to pay the ransom. He took it upon himself. I often think about this scripture, and you can go there if you want to with me, and it's in the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, I believe it is, and uh, look what it says here in the book of Hebrews. I want you to go there so you can see it for yourself. You know what I'm talking about here, but uh, praise God. In the book of Hebrews, chapter 2, the writer of Hebrews says this in verse number 14, it says, For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, in other words, humanity. We're all partakers of flesh and blood, aren't we? Yeah. We're all human beings, regardless of our ethnicity, our, our pedigree. We're all human beings. We all we are all are flesh and blood. But did you realize this? He came. He came for all humanity. Because, amen. The Bible says, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. Guess what he did? He be, he came, he became our kinsman redeemer. Amen. He took upon flesh. He wanted it, he wanted to understand if he was tempted in all points like as he that like as we are, guess what? He wanted to know what human beings experienced and felt. Can you imagine that? You know, there may be some that may live pretty, how would I say, burden-free lives. You may not be experiencing any kind of, you know, whatever it is. Like the scripture says, vexation of spirit, troubling of spirit. Maybe, you know, I, I, you know, I prayed about that a while back and I was praying about this. Lord, why is it some people... You walk around, you see, see some people, they look like they're happy. They look like they're enjoying life. And, you know, they're just, you know, and, but you know what? I, I, and, you know, I'm, I don't try to judge anybody, but, but, you know, you wonder. I wonder if they believe in you. That's why they're so happy. But then sometimes some people are happy. They're happy carnally. They're happy in this world. They have that kind of happiness. But if they have that kind of happiness, that means this. They don't have true happiness. You can be happy living the way you live, comfortable in your flesh, doing what you want to do. That would make you happy. Huh? Huh? Engaging in things that will make you happy. Some people love to live in sin. Some people love to lie. 
Some people love to be worldly. Some people love that life of, you know, reveling. Amen. Even the, the, the carnal the carnal uh, liberties, if I want to say it that way, the, of wanting to do what you want to do, fornication, adultery, and all this uncleanness and all that stuff. Some people love doing that, but guess what? They're not truly happy. Yep. They're happy in their flesh, they're happy in their mind, but they're not truly happy. Yeah. They're happy living in sin. So when I was thinking about that, praying about that, it was like, wow. It's like the Lord said, don't worry too much about it because they're going to have their day. And some people don't know what it is to carry that burden. And, and, and of course, a lot of people, human beings, are never truly honest. They're never really truly honest. They're never, when, it talks, when they talk about themselves, they always try to make it look, uh, 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 how would I say, like it's not that bad for them. You never evaluate your life honestly. Amen. I always remember doing evaluations. People come in, clients come in, do an intake on it. First thing I say, do these evaluations. Be honest with yourself. Don't lie on it because we can tell when you lie. <laughs> Are you happy? Yes. Well, why did you take that drug then? Why did you ingest alcohol? If you were happy, you wouldn't do that. Like I said, some people are happy doing that. But not really. Amen. So why am I saying all this? Because some people are really content with being in that state of mind where just their soul is soothed and not their spirit. That's almost like coming to church and having a good time in church. You like what goes on, you like what you feel, you get your soul gets soothed, but your spirit doesn't get amen. It's full. So when you leave here, you go out there, guess what? As soon as you hit the doors, you're empty. You just soothed your soul. When you should have allowed your spirit to be saturated with God's presence. So that you could leave here minister to. You could leave here. God could do a work in your life. And that the inner man can be strengthened and renewed. But amen. I'm still talking about the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life. So he paid the ransom for sin. Did you know what that word. Uh, here's interesting. This is this is the reason why I put that down. When he said that. The. 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 Wages of sin is death. Did you realize this? That when it talks about the wages of sin, did you know, did you know what it means? The literal Greek interpretation means to be held captive by sin. To be held captive by sin. And I think about that. There's, there's a scripture verse. Uh, go with me to Second Timothy. I think I believe it is. <clears throat> To be held captive by sin. In verse number 25 it says. What, oh chapter 2. 2 Timothy chapter 2. Verse number 24 we'll start with. And the servant of the Lord must not strive. But be gentle unto all men. 
apt to teach and patient, and meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. If God peradventure will give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. Now look what it says. And that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who are taken captive by him at his will. So obviously, sin, when we talk about the wages of sin, that means that we're taken captive. We're held captive by sin. And the outcome is death. We're held captive. So that's the reason why Jesus, Jesus, the Bible says, for as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil. And deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. So he came. You know what? He put on a robe of flesh. God became flesh. God became man. So because he came man, he amen, came into that economy of human nature and took on flesh so that he could know and understand what it is that you and I go through. All the frailties of humanity, all the weaknesses of humanity. He did that so he could obviously, guess what? Redeem us because that was the whole purpose of his coming. To redeem us, to save us, to deliver us, to become our savior. But he came so that he could do the ultimate. He could pay the ransom for sin and the ransom for sin, the price of sin was death. So he humbled himself to death. Paid that price. Shed his blood. He paid it in full. He experienced death. He became our kinsman redeemer. So regardless, regardless if, if you're wherever you're from, your ethnicity, your pedigree, your nation, regardless of who you are, and you say, well, I don't believe in the scripture and I don't believe in the God of the Bible. Guess what? He's still your kinsman redeemer. Amen. Amen. The way Paul puts it in Romans chapter 3, if you want to go there, Romans chapter 3 and, and uh, verse 23, I'll let you get there. He said, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Verse 23. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace. Freely by His grace. Guess what? Is everybody, can everybody see what he's saying there? We didn't have to pay anything. Right. He did. Right. He paid the ultimate price. So we're justified freely by His grace. Right. All we have to do is obey His word. Right. 
That's all that's left up to our payment. Our debt was paid. How many of you ever had somebody pay a debt for you? Huh? We've had that happen a few times. Some unknown person just decided to pay a debt for us. And we find out. We go, trying to find out who it is. Who did this? Can't tell you. But it feels good when somebody pays your debt. Yeah. A debt you owe. So that's what Jesus came. He came and he paid our debt. Guess what? Our debt was going to be the payment of, uh, of sin was what? Debt. Yeah. So he came to pay our debt so that you and I do not have to die lost. Amen. We don't have to go to a devil's house because he paid that payment of amen, our debt of, of our sin. So you know what he did? He took the sting out of death. Woo. Amen. Maybe Grandpa's getting a little bit too loud for him. <laughs> for all have sinned and came short of the glory of God, being justified freely by His grace. Look what it says. Through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Through the act of redemption. Through the act of being a redeemer, he paid it. Thank you, Jesus. He paid it for you and I. Came and he suffered. Came and suffered for you and I. All that pain and all that suffering, scourging, the beating, the whipping, the mauling of his flesh, every drop of blood, every ounce of blood. He did that for you and I. Can you imagine how much pain he went through? To redeem us. You know, I, I always believed because of his dual nature, he was God and he was man. And I always believed because, amen, his father was, of course. The Bible says that holy thing that is within you is of the Holy Ghost. In other words, the Spirit of God overshadowed Mary and performed that act of, amen, conception in her. So that holy thing, amen, was of the Holy Ghost. It was of God. So because He is divine and His Spirit did that work of conception, obviously because it was a miracle of conception. Guess what? He received part of his father's DNA. So because he received part of his father's DNA, did you realize this? Doctors can't even trace his DNA. <laughs> but it's holy DNA. Okay? So because it was holy DNA, he was holy. His blood was holy. His blood was clean and free of all the contaminants that you and I carry in our bloodstreams. Yeah. It was holy blood. And so that's why 
Amen. That's why when we talk about uh, praise God, uh, you, you go over, well, let's, let's read it. First, first Peter chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, it says this, For as ye know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things. You see that. That's why I said his blood was not corruptible. It wasn't defiled. Can you imagine what his life was like being free from corruption? For we know that ye were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. You weren't redeemed with corruptible things. Obviously silver is corruptible, so is gold. <laughs> we look at them as precious elements. Yeah. But they're corruptible. And he says, from your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. He said, but with the precious blood of Christ as of a lamb without blemish or without spot. So we were redeemed with the precious blood of Christ. So you think about that. With the precious blood, we were redeemed. Not just any person's blood, but the blood of Jesus, who was God in the flesh. So the writer of Hebrews says this in Hebrews 9 and 12. You read there, neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So in other words, the writer of Hebrews was likening to the feast of tabernacles where the priest went in there once a year to make an atonement for the sins of the people. And he took the calves, the blood of goats and calves, and he went in there to the holiest of all and sprinkled the Ark of the Covenant, all the furniture that was there, to make atonement. So he said, if those, if the blood of calves and goats can sanctify the people, that they can roll back their sins for one year, well, how much more shall the blood of Jesus Christ cleanse you and I from all our sins? Yes. Wow. And obtain eternal redemption for us eternal redemption does everybody see that Amen. that's why this thing is so beautiful I hope you're understanding what I'm telling you this morning Amen. that's why this thing is so beautiful go with me to 1st Corinthians chapter 6 1st Corinthians chapter 6 look what it says here Verse number 19 and 20. It says this. It says what? <laughs> Knowing not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Your body. Remember, you've been redeemed. Your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost which is in you, which you have of God, and ye are not your own. You're not your own. 
for you're bought with a price. What was that price? Is anybody? The blood of Christ. The blood of Christ. He paid the price of shedding his blood. That's the price he paid. We are bought with the price. The price of him hanging on that cross and shedding his blood. His life was poured out. He paid that ransom through death. We are bought with a price. Therefore, therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. So guess what? This really doesn't belong to me. Your body doesn't belong to you anymore. God redeems you. You've been bought with a price. Guess what? Guess who used to own your body before? You say, I did. No, you didn't. Sin did. The devil did. But you don't belong to him no more. So now God is the one that owns this body. He's taking possession of it. This belongs to him. This is his property. Okay? So you see that. We see that. Then we go on with me to uh, 1 Corinthians, I mean, uh, 1 Corinthians, Ephesians chapter 1 again. Let's hit Ephesians chapter 1 again, verses 13 and 14. And look what it says. 13, it says, In whom ye also trusted, after that ye heard the word of the truth, the gospel of your salvation, in whom also after that ye believed, after you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. So after you believe and you obey the gospel, guess what? You were filled with the Holy Spirit. You were baptized in the Holy Ghost. So you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. He said, which is the earnest of our inheritance. The down payment. It's the down payment of our inheritance until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of his glory. Until the redemption, guess what? God's going to keep on making those installments. One day he's going to completely own us. And when's that going to happen? When we get up there. I'm glad he's making those installments. The redemption of the purchased possession. Think about that. Think about that. That's why it's important for us to, as I said, I will sing of my Redeemer. And His wondrous love to me. Praise God. I want to honor Him. I want to humble myself to him. I want to know him. And I will do whatever I need to do and use whatever means I need to use to know him. Why? Because I belong to him. I'm glad I belong to him. Praise God. My grandma always used to you know, we pray. I always remember Grandpa would read the scripture or Grandma would read the scripture and Grandpa would pray. 
we would pray and then this is one of this is one of the favorite sayings my grandparents had when we would get done praying and before we get up and walk away from our devotion grandma always said this that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight O Lord my strength and my redeemer think about that he came to redeem us where his purchased possession we belong to him he paid the ultimate price and all we have to do is just present our bodies a living sacrifice. Obey his word, obey his will. Live a life separated from sin. Be filled with his spirit. Be led of his spirit. Be used of his spirit. That's all that God asks. That's all he asks us to do. Amen. What a beautiful life. We'll stop there. Thank you for your attention. Thank you for being here. Take our break. Come back at 1230. Brother Olson will be here this afternoon to preach to us. So praise God. God bless you. Greet one another. See you in, back in here in half an hour.